peace to you in Jesus' name. We find real rest in his presence. Today and forever, we find real rest in the presence of our God. And so we celebrate him and worship him in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord is our righteous shepherd. He gathers us together. He makes us lie down in green pastures and feeds us with the bread of life. He leads us in paths of righteousness, breaking down our dividing walls. So we come to him. Heavenly Father, we need you so that we may be at peace and rest in your presence. Forgive us for all that is broken and flawed and sinful in us. You who once were strangers to God, but now you have been brought near by the grace of Christ. He himself is our peace. Jesus Christ died and was raised for you so that you might be at peace with God. As a servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Through Christ, we are no longer strangers. We are at rest in the house of God. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, be our rest as you provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may know real wisdom and live with thankful hearts. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. For our insight and wisdom, we turn to the Word of God from the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah, chapter 23, beginning at verse 1. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their pasture, where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. 
This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. From the epistle of Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. Our holy gospel is according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse 30. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. And by this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said. It's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, Oh, you, give them something to eat. They said, That would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? Now, how many loaves do you have, he asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two small fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. 
So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was five thousand. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For Jesus, the death of John the Baptist meant that it was time to move forward. Like a shepherd who sees that now his flock has eaten every blade of grass in this one spot, Jesus knew it was time to move forward. John the Baptist had spoken for the righteousness of God. And now Jesus would take it up. The righteousness of God will lead the way. Because of God's righteousness, there will be peace for us who follow his footsteps. There will be real rest for us who let him lead us in his righteousness. The very first time we hear the word rest in the Bible, it's after the first six days in which God had been furiously creating everything in the universe. Light and darkness, space and time, planets and stars, land and water, plants and trees. All the creatures of the earth and sky, man and woman. And now all things were right. They were the way God wanted them to be. So now, on the seventh day, God could rest in what he had created in all of his righteousness. Oh, yes, so soon things would not be right. So soon things would be broken and flawed. But for that day, God rested and said, This is good. This is holy and right. This is still what God can do in his righteousness. Well, the followers of Jesus have been out and they had been busy. 
Jesus had sent them in different directions all around the towns of Galilee. And things had been hard. Things had been challenging. And there had been difficult struggles. But now they would find that Jesus had this same power as does his creative heavenly father. Jesus invites them. Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Oh, what a great invitation. Despite everything that is broken and flawed, even with everything that is sinful and wrong, Jesus invites us to find real peace following in his footsteps. The prophet Jeremiah tells us that the reason we have rest and peace in him is because he is our righteous Savior. Here he is. Now, here is the righteous Savior inviting this group of people to sail with him in a boat to a solitary place and get some rest. These people who were following Jesus, they could see his righteousness. One of these men named John, many years later, would take up a piece of parchment paper and a quill pen and some ink, and he would write, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the righteous one of God. They wanted to live like him. As they followed him, they were inspired to love what he loved to call right and true what Jesus thought was right and true. He did not seem to care about possessions or the things of the world that others would covet and would only then just pass away so quickly. Jesus cared about people. He cared about people in a way they had never seen before. Jesus cared about people that no one else liked, people who were sinful, flawed, and people who felt like their lives were broken. Jesus cared about them. And he also cared about people who were just a little too proud and a little too self-righteous. But Jesus cared about them. They all could see in him Jesus the Messiah, the righteous one of God. He lives this way because this just makes things right. Just seeing his righteousness gave them a kind of rest and peace. As Jesus and his closest followers now sailed across the lake, those who saw him from the shore chased him down, running or walking around the edge of the lake. They kept pace, even moving ahead. Keeping him within sight, they gathered in this remote place. And here 
Jesus began teaching them many things. Well, long, long ago, a thousand and some odd years well before this, one man named Moses met with God in a very remote and solitary place, the top of a high, steely gray mountain. On that mountain, God gave Moses divine and eternal wisdom about what is true and right. And to his dying day, Moses had this song in his heart about his faithful and righteous God. He sang the song Days before he died, listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. O praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock, his works are perfect. And all his ways are just. He is our faithful God who does no wrong. He is righteous and just is he. At the end of his days, Moses could close his eyes and be at peace, knowing this about our God that God does no wrong. He is righteous and just. In whatever remote or solitary place you find yourself, it becomes a place of refuge. It becomes a place of sanctuary. When you hear Almighty God saying and promise, that he will do no wrong, and he is our righteousness, and he is our justice. I imagine the crowd with Jesus continued to grow through the day. Did they feel a little like Jacob? When the presence of God came to Jacob, he grabbed him and would not let him go. Moses sang of this wrestling match between God and Jacob. In a desert land, God found him. In a barren and howling waste, God shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye. So, what did it feel like to sit among a crowd of more than 5,000 people in some remote place and just lose yourself in his words. All together, they came to the end of that day and, well, to their surprise, no one, it seems, had thought too much about their personal needs. Jesus had truly given them relief and rest. 
But now, now that everyone was hungry, Jesus could show them that he is much more than just a wise teacher. He stands before them with the powers of the Creator who made this earth able to abundantly provide for our needs. From dust, he can create a living man. And from the soil of the earth and water from the sky, he can create the nourishment to feed that man. And so, with all this creative power, Jesus playfully asks his disciples, what have they brought to make dinner? They have nothing among them except five little dinner rolls and two small fish. Like these disciples, how many times do you and I maybe hold up to God whatever we have and we say, this is not enough? But in the hands of Jesus, these few things become a banquet of abundant provision Every meal is delicious and good once we see that it has come from his hand. This meal of fish from the sea and bread from the field, well, it just kept coming until everyone had eaten well and they were satisfied. I got to imagine, however difficult it was getting to this place, this remote place, it was a lot easier going home. The walk home was easy. We are strong when our God has fed us. We are inspired and confident and brave and joyous now that we have heard that he is our righteousness. This same Jesus, who fed this crowd, would right every wrong. It took his sacrifice of himself on the cross and his triumphant return to life by his resurrection from the dead to make complete and perfect eternal rest for us in his presence. For now and today, we will seek him and find him in the remote and solitary places of our lives. We may even have to chase him down around a lake. Or we might just have to sit down in the most remote and deserted of places and just wait for him to find us. And Jesus, who is the Messiah Savior, Jesus, who is the righteous one of God, will give us rest in his presence. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you and we worship you. 
in your righteousness, you give us rest in your presence. Holy and wise one, bless us with trust and faith that we may rest in your presence today and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. With heart, soul, mind, and strength, we give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, for all of your good care and provision for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you that you care for us in body and soul. You understand who we are better than we know ourselves. We pray that we may look toward your kingdom as the place and the way that we find real rest. May your kingdom be our refuge when we are poor or sick or alone. May it be so for each one of us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray that we may be faithful to you, our good shepherd. Bless us that we may care for those around us in body and soul. Bless our families, friends, co-workers, and classmates. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we pray for the healing of the nations. We pray for our world that all peoples and nations may have justice love and kindness and compassion. We pray for those who protect and help us in our communities, that there may be peace on earth, Lord, in your mercy, 
hear our prayer. Let us pray for little children, the poor, the homeless, the widow and the widower, that they may know redemption, healing, and companionship. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we ask your blessing for those who especially need your care today. And we ask your blessing for those we name in our hearts before you. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We thank you, Father, that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we may find rest in your Son, Jesus Christ, Bless us this day that in the midst of everything and anything, we can always be at rest in your mercy and grace, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.